Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the first episode of the Pocket Park Podcast. I'm Derek Dotson. I'm Christian Pena. I'm Josue Zamora. Just go by Josh. And basically, um, what the Pocket Park Podcast is focused on is the LA sports, the LA sports life, Dodgers, um, the other basketball team in LA. No, not the Sparks, the Clippers. <laughs> we'll talk some Dodgers. And um, also your Los Angeles Rams. I'm happy they're back. Uh, I'm not gonna lie and like and tell you guys like I, I follow Rams, but I don't. But we'll get into that later. So I'm gonna tell you guys um, where the name for Pocket Park podcast came from. So uh, the Pocket Park is a little park by the house uh, where Derek lives in. It just kind of represents that little spot that everyone went to growing up, where you used to hang out with your friends. Do things you knew you sh- you, you shouldn't do. <laughs> Smoke blunts. Yeah, yeah. and uh, talk that, sports. Um, everyone, yeah, I don't do that either. This ever gets out there. So, um, so this is just this podcast is going to be basically us going back to that spot, uh, <coughs> talking sports, introducing stuff, introducing uh, new news, LA news, uh, to all you guys, and um, so we're going to tell you guys where. We fell in love with sports. We're going to start with Josh over here. When did you know that you were in love with sports, Josh? Uh, you know, growing up, I always wanted to be a little a fighter pilot. Um, it was career day, and a pilot came by, and he said, if you ever wear glasses, you won't be able to fly. So I, that, <laughs> that crushed my dream. Um, at the, that was at the time the Lakers were winning, so I started falling in love with basketball. And I think the moment I really fell in love with sports was... Back in 2003, it was USC versus Notre Dame, and I just saw the way Carson Palmer just carried the team, um, and Troy Polamalu was just laying out all these Notre Dame people, and instead of going to church, I wanted to stay back and watch football, and uh, church had been my whole life up to that point, and ever since then, I knew, like, I just wanted to do something with sports, so, I mean, obviously, you guys don't know me, but I'm a PE teacher, Um, I like to think myself as a mechanics specialist, help athletes with their mechanics, but uh, I'm really just a PE teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Can you help Colin Kaepernick with his mechanics? Ah, oh, dude, yes. That guy, needs, uh, that guy needs to find a job. I don't think he'll be back next season. But go ahead, Josh. Bro, this is about Tell the me. MVP. Don't, <laughs> don't do my boy Cap like that. <laughs> Alright, um, so as I said, my name's Derek. Now, where I fell in love with sports was pretty much my whole life. I've been emerging sports, played baseball my whole life. Flag football, um, basketball, mainly street ball though. And then in high school, shifted to water polo. Shit, I was pretty tan back then. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically where I fell in love with sports, just playing my whole life. And then once I figured out that my athletic abilities weren't good enough to carry me on further, I really got invested um, watching it, checking um, ESPN's website, their TV, all, all that stuff. So that's really where I fell in love with sports. And ever since then, listening to sports radio all the time, all that stuff. So how about you, Chris? So unlike Derek, um, I grew up wearing, uh, playing real sports. <laughs> Water polo is not a sport. We'll save that for another day. Just mostly because I can't swim. And, like, you know, if I can't me. compete in it, that's not fair. It's not a sport. Don't get me started, dude. You, your feet have to touch the ground for it to be a sport. Um, so when I fell in love with sports was the year that USC lost to Texas. Mm. That was probably one of the saddest days of my life. Reggie Bush. Um, I remember Vince Young uh, getting around the corner, running to the pylon, 
and then just celebrating in front of his whole crowd. I just wanted to turn and like cry in the pillow. And I got so much shit at school uh, the next day. I was like, you guys don't even watch football, dude. <laughs> you guys play water polo. <laughs> and since then, I just followed sports. I, and then I ended up loving statistics. So I like all these stats, which mean absolutely nothing. Uh, but still, it, it's an interesting and different way to look at sports. So that's the way that we fell in love with sports. I know everyone has like their own story. Uh, maybe you just found a baseball and you started playing with it. And that's where it started or um, something more complicated. So um, just real quick, I just want to mention that I'm a UCLA fan. So Ooh. don't feel like... You're, I'm gonna be polluted with these USC mics. Make people pick favorites like the first podcast already, dude. Yeah, bro. Why not? So we're gonna have Josh Rosen <laughs> as a guest. Like, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know Josh <laughs> but if you know Josh Rosen, um, let him know. Come back here uh, to our private little studio and uh, <laughs> to come join in on the podcast. I'm um, just letting you know we're currently in Chris's closet. <laughs> it's a stu- it's a studio closet though. Sound works. With the egg cartons on the wall for the sound. <laughs> <laughs> hustle, right. hustle and flow style. <laughs> Let's get started. Um, so, the biggest news for us Laker fans, Luke Walton, our next coach. I hate it. You hate it? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let here. What do you think about it, Josh? Oh, right. Right to it, right? Um, I think it's a good hire. Um, personally, I was more in the Kevin Ollie boat, uh, just because... The biggest argument that people are presenting is he developed a program with all these college athletes, so he kind of knows how to work with college athletes, and I feel like that's the roster that we have. But um, <clears throat> Luke Walton's familiar with the culture. He was with he was with the Lakers when we were winning those um, back-to-back championships, so he's really familiar with the background. Um, he's not going to move towards an, a triangle offense. I think he even said something earlier today about the triangle is pretty much dead. Um, so yeah. it's not going to work. Thank um, God. Yeah, so that's something that's exciting. Um, and I think it's, um, as I mentioned earlier to Derek off, off, the, off the mic, is I think it's a hire <clears throat> that keeps everybody happy. Um, it keeps the front office happy. keeps the fans happy. Um, I think he's still a little raw as a coach. He has a lot more left in him. Um, but hopefully the Lakers bring the best <clears throat> out of him. Yeah, I was also with the Ollie boat initially. And then I saw the reports come out that um, he wanted pretty much some power up up in the uppers, you know. And you know Jim Buss isn't giving him any power. So when I found out that Luke Wallen um, got hired, I was, I was actually pretty excited for a couple reasons. One, his dad's Bill Walton. Like Bill Walton, my boy. <laughs> so, Bill Walton, so his whole life he's been emerged in the NBA culture. I'm pretty sure his dad was just teaching him since uh, early age. And then you could tell that um, he's been a sponge his whole life. When he got injured with the Lakers, Phil Jackson had him in the coaching meetings. So um, it seems like he's been destined to be a coach. I mean, back when he was a player, I used to joke around like, bro, Luke Wallen is garbage. You know, we would all do Luke Wallen jokes. Like, I Luke, didn't. I always love Luke. <laughs> I'll be playing at local parks and I'll like, miss a shot and I'll be like, oh, Luke Wallen. <laughs> I like Luke because I was Luke. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can relate. I have like the ridiculously high socks. And everyone would just make fun of you, like, what are you doing, dude? And I was like, you know what, my assists are racking up, dude. Say what you want, but I'm the smartest player here, you know what I mean? Exact. That's the point I wanted to get into, is his basketball IQ. So, Luke is like, Kobe, multiple players have, have praised his IQ and said he's meant to be a coach. 
And then not only that, then he goes over to the Warriors, which is a winning culture. And then he went from Lakers, a winning culture, to the Warriors, which is a winning culture. So he, And then Bill Wallen, who's also a winner in my book. So you have all of that winning. So I feel like his characteristic is only winning. He That's his mindset to win, his main focus. Side note, Bill Wallen was one of the most underrated centers of all time. Bill Wallen was really great, but he always got injured. Exactly. If you don't know fact. Plus, he was white. He had the whole headband thing going. People aren't going to respect you. Ginger. Yeah, like, he, he just didn't look mean. But he was one of the greatest centers of all time. Back to your point. That's cool, bro. I love Bill Walton. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, um... So, I, I like that about Luke. And then, also, like, if you ever hear Luke interview, he's, like, a super chill guy, laid back. And he's a younger guy. So, I feel like he's going to be able to reach these young guys. Like, you could tell there's that D'Angelo Russell, Clarkson... Randall, they didn't really get get along well with Scott. Scott was too old school for them. I mean, I don't want to get into like the new school habits of like Snapchat and stuff, like DeAndre Russell type of stuff. But the main thing Snapchat's is Snapchat's great. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta use. Everyone it, right? loves Snapchat, and then when when they see something that they don't want to see, all of a sudden it's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I heard this is not sports related, but I heard Usher took like a picture of a uh, his you know himself. And it's like, what if some little girl follows this guy? That's, I think, the problem with, like, having Snapchat in locker rooms or, I don't know. It gets people in trouble. Especially now that you, somehow people save them. They leak, allegedly. That's mainly why I like Luke. Is I, I like I like how he's going to grow with with their young players. Like, like Josh was saying, Josh was saying it's pretty raw. But so are our players. So, um, I mean, it's to be a rebuild anyway. It's to take a few years for us to get good. So why not get Luke Wallen, who's a bright, young basketball mind, and have him grow with the players? And plus, you already know you're going to hear the first night over um, at the Staples Center when they announced Luke. Luke! I've been missing that. Yeah, he's lucky his name sounds like booze, so he'll never know if it's Luke or if it's booze. Exactly. He's got, one, he's got that going for him. I wonder who's going to be the first person to hold up the puke sign. Like puke, and then, yeah, I don't know, someone's going to do it. You'll see it on social media somewhere. What you mean? Luke, puke, Luke, no, you don't see it? Okay. No, I'm not already feeling that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a go. Why do you like, do you like the Luke Wall and Hire, Chris? Um, back to, I guess you guys, like, Kevin Ali point. I did like Kevin Ali, but what I like about Luke is that they gave him a five-year deal. Okay? Five. So that's, lo- that's longer than, you know, what they gave uh, Mike Brown or D'Antoni. So if they would have hired Kevin Ali, I think they would have given him a shorter leash. They would have they wouldn't have given given him as much time as they'd give Luke to develop these young players. That's how I kind of look at it. He's a familiar face, um, and I guess like he's a role player his whole career, so he understands like what you need to do uh, to get to get it done. You know what I mean? He know he learned how to adapt to his role. His role probably changed every season. He didn't just stay the same player, so. I think that's my biggest thing that I want to see him bring to the young players like uh, Julius, who sometimes I think gets stuck in his ways, uh, trying to go to his his left hand when he knows he should go right, uh, playing more team ball, bringing like because he said he already said he's not going to bring the triangle offense over. Yeah, thank God. I mean, the triangle was great, but it's old. I mean, I mean, I don't even think it's the fact that it's old. I think it's just like you don't—if you don't have the right pieces to fit that triangle, it's not gonna work. And we obviously don't. 
And Phil Jackson's over there in New York trying to make triangle work, but he doesn't have the right pieces there either. And the triangle offense is, is one of those that it takes more than just a year to develop. You know, the kids got to the kids. The players got to get used to it, um, and it becomes muscle memory pretty much. And it takes takes at least, I mean, it, from the books that I've read, I have a couple of Phil Jackson books, and from the books that I've read, he talks about that it, it's a process that takes about three years for them to finally get flowing and know, okay, my center's going to be here. My point guard's going to be out here. The two guards going here, one on one isolation or whatever have you. Um, so I know it's 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 not it's not something that we're going to move towards. I read somewhere it might be like a Princeton based offense, um, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, I, I was reading that um, Luke plans on bringing a similar offense to the, that the Golden State Warriors have, which is good. But I don't want to get too tied up into trying to be the Golden State Warriors because at the end yeah. of the day, the Golden State Warriors have Clay Thompson. And Steph Curry, the two best three-point shooters in the league. So, like, you're not going to be able to simulate that. And then you have Draymond Green. And he's just an intangible guy, you know? So, like, you can't replicate those type of things. But I definitely aim for um, shooting more threes and all that stuff. But why are Laker fans so obsessed with having a win using the triangle? You know what I mean? If you really look at it, a lot of former players that are coaches, they don't, they don't use a triangle in their offense. Phil, Phil tried to run the, the triangle in New York. It didn't work. Steve Kerr doesn't use it. Michael Jordan, I know he's not a coach, but he doesn't use it in Charlotte. Um, Luke Walton's not going to run it. Brian it's Shaw. Brian Shaw didn't run it. It's, out, it's, 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 um, it's outdated. And that kind of question, like, it makes me question the triangle in general because if you think about it, Phil Jackson had two of the top ten players, arguably, all time, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. I mean, you could argue that you could put Michael Jordan and Kobe in any system and your team's going to do well. Yeah, definitely. Um, My question to you, though, real quick, becomes who are our three-point shooters on the Lakers? I know D'Angelo can light it up, but he can be shaky. Um, Allegedly light it up. (laughs) Christian's not a D'Lo fan. Yeah, um, (laughs) which kind of is weird because when we drafted him, this guy ordered a D'Angelo Russell jersey. It was a gift. It was a gift. It wasn't mine. I, I mean, I paid for shipping. <laughs> <laughs> nah. So last year we were the worst shooting team in the NBA. By far. I mean, a lot of it accounts for Kobe chucking up a billion That's threes, true. and he shot a terrible percentage. But also, we just didn't have a lot of good shooters. I mean, um, DeAndre Russell had a really slow start. Slow start. <laughs> Show sharp. <laughs> You know, sometimes my bet I sharted, dude, and it was on my mind. I had to get it off. <laughs> nah, um, but DeAndre Russell had a slow start, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you saw those flashes where he was like super efficient from the three point line, or you saw flashes from Clarkson where, like, I think it was like month of February, he was shooting like over forty percent from the three point line. So I mean, you see the talent there, and Julius, like, um, he's real shaky as a shooter. He doesn't really have a consistent um, shot at all right now. Mm-mm. And that's like one of the biggest pieces um, because if you have Julius knocking down his shots consistently, then it takes pressure off everyone else. Then you have that pick and roll, pick and pop with D'Lo and Randall. And um, DeAndre Russell seems like he can excel at the pick and roll. We didn't draft any shooters last year either. I know we took Anthony Brown, but if you saw him play this year, he had wide open opportunities so much. He didn't make uh, any use of his time on the floor. Um Hopefully he develops next year, but I thought I thought we had gotten a steal with that guy at the second round. I thought he had a really bad season. I'm not giving up on Anthony Brown yet. I mean, in his defense, you have Byron Scott as your coach. So, 
I feel like he was playing scared. Like, he was shooting scared to miss because he knew if he missed too many shots, he had a short lease and he was out of the game. So, like, when you when you play freely, I feel like you play with more confidence, which is why I think Luke Walton will bring, he'll bring that, like, calm demeanor to the team and, and build confidence to make them feel comfortable in their skin. The, the young guys got to be willing to absorb or to accept the culture. They got to build around it. They got to trust in the coach and trust that the coach is putting them in the best position. Can Luke do what Brad Stevens did in Boston? Let's hope so. I mean, call, um, hoping for Brad Stevens sets the bar pretty high, but um, that's Brad what Stevens we're hoping had no for. No NBA experience. Yeah, it came from Butler and carry, and um, built that program up. But I do have one question about Luke Wallen. So one of the um, main uh, problems that the Laker Nation has been having is bringing in those free agents. And coaches, um, they're essential to bring in those free agents. They're in the pitch room, and at the end of the day, the player wants to know who they're playing for. So do you guys think Luke Wallen could be that guy that brings in free agents? I think so because he, uh, he has a background with the Golden State Warriors. And, I mean, the Golden State Warriors did something right. I don't know how, how much um, they're involved with analytics and things like that, but that's like the big um, big word right now in baseball, basketball, Um <clears throat> so I mean he has a background in that. I think he can definitely apply it to you know to the interview um and I think he has you know I work with Steph Curry, I work with Clay Thompson, we made it work, you know. I think he can definitely sell that to other free agents. Yeah, no, definitely. And he can flash those rings too. <laughs> well, you know what though? A lot of the statements that I think like the the Warrior players are coming out and making like in interviews and and things like that, they just sound like generic things to me personally. Um I haven't really heard anyone completely come out and endorse Luke. A lot of times it's just, you know, he's a really smart guy and uh, I, think he, I think he did a good job here. Kind of things that, that PR is telling them to say. Obviously no one's going to want to insult a, for, a former coach. Especially yeah. a young one at that. But And they're still on, um, they're still trying to get a championship this year. So, so I mean. But one thing, a story did come out about Andre Iguodala and, um, and Luke Walton and Andre seemed to be really high on Luke Walton and big on him because Andre was initially like a big scorer. Sixers tried to make him their number one guy and he couldn't do it. And he goes over there and accepts the six-man role. And he said Luke Walton had a lot to do with that because Luke Walton was an unselfish player. And then he kind of like rubbed that onto Andre. But back to the free agency, do you think he, at the end of the day, do you think he brings in free agents? I don't think he brings in free agents. I think uh, us having that cap space and a new system, I don't think it's necessarily Luke, but I think there's definitely going to be a new culture around L.A. It's going to be the city to play in. Because like I've told you, we haven't won a championship in forever in any major sport. I don't count. I don't count hockey as a major sport. That's you just guys disrespectful. That. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a Kings fan. <laughs> the Galaxy, their MLS. This, this, if they speak English while they're playing, that's also not a sport. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Man. Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I think we will get a couple uh, key pieces. Will we get a superstar because of Luke Walton? I don't think so. What happens if we get a superstar? Does that hurt D'Angelo Russell from being? The guy, because I I know Derek, you think he could He's, be the guy. Chris has a different opinion. I don't think he could be the guy. But does not that hurt guy. him? I'm gonna break down why I think he could be the guy. 
Um, one reason I think he could be the guy is he has like a, t- a great skill set. So he could he showed glimpses of being able to post up, showed glimpses of being able to pass. And by the way, he had no one to pass to. I mean, he I, I've seen him do some great dimes, and then dudes just aren't making shots. And then also, when you know that everyone can't shoot on your team, everyone's sucked in on you. So I think his passing ability, once we get some shooters around him, is really gonna is really gonna um, increase. And then also, I obviously he's not a stellar athlete, but you did see those bursts of, of speed, the, um, his ability to change pay, change the pace. But I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think that bringing in the star would hurt him because it's not like he's uh, a few years away from being a star. I mean. Or he is a few years away from being a star. So, like, he's not going to be a star this year or next year. But I feel like bringing another star will show him what he needs to do to get to that level. So, if you bring in Kevin Durant, he's to see Kevin Durant working, see how many shots he's putting up, see his temperament and all that and all of those things. And then I think that will um, push him further. So, like, Kobe, he was surrounded by by um, great players when he was a rookie with the Lakers. And then... That's just push him harder. He's like, I want to be better than that dude. So I feel like DeAndre will practice with KD and bike. Now nah, I want to be better than him. Kind of like how Russell Westbrook and KD push each other. What do you think? You think so? What's your beef with D'Lo? Besides my beef with D'Lo, like I told you, D'Lo. I'm not saying D'Lo is terrible. He's a great young player. He does a lot of things great. I just do not see him doing anything at an elite level. He doesn't possess. And to me, not one elite skill. Um, his pat, I I do agree he has great vision, but having great vision doesn't mean you make the right pass always. He can make the difficult pass, but at times he misses the simple passes. And I know that'll all come with time, but I I cannot never see him doing an elite level at like uh, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, uh, those kind of levels. He'll be a great piece on a great team in the future. But I don't think he'll ever be the guy. Kind of like McCollum is in Portland, um, like Kyrie is in Cleveland. <laughs> so just so, another piece. So what a I'm great piece. What I'm betting on with D'Lo um, is that he's going to work hard and turn one of his skills to an elite level. So like he's he's a good shooter right now, but I feel like he has the potential to be an elite shooter. He's a good passer right now, but I think he has the potential to be an elite passer. So it all comes down to his work ethic, really. And I mean, he had Kobe to set an example for work ethic, and hopefully, you know, he that's the one thing he learned from him, because um, Kobe was in the gym day and night. Um, that, you know, that's he was getting what, up early, you know, during his rehab and things like that. Hopefully, he picks up that. But um, I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for D'Lo. That's like one thing that I heard that a lot of people say is talking about that they had Kobe to look after. But if you think about it, this season Kobe was was battling his health so much, like trying to get enough rest that he was r- like rarely practicing. So I feel like they didn't get to see that same Kobe that that like the Lamar Odom Lakers got yeah. to see, you know? Yeah. So I mean, they know the myth, <laughs> the legend of Kobe, but I don't think they really got to see it to the extent that others got to see it. But it's Kobe. Exactly. If Kobe talks, you listen, especially if you're a rookie. That, that's what we're hoping for, you know? But the example they got of Kobe this year was farewell, farewell tour Kobe, you know? Was he really putting all those hours in the gym that he usually does? I mean, I don't want to doubt Kobe, don't get me wrong. But, you know, like 90% of the time he was probably rehabbing his shoulder, his <laughs> legs. 
Um, yeah, he's wrapped like a mummy. You saw him like right after the games. He's in the, that chamber at his house probably every night. I think it's more it's more like the, the role players that leave a lasting impression on the young guys, personally. Guys like a Luke Walton did. Or um, uh, like the Dodgers, Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts was never the guy there. He was just another piece. But he left a lasting impression on, on the, all the guys that he, he worked with. Guys. And we're going to go ahead and transition to um, a game that Chris has come <laughs> up with. So I'm let, go ahead, Chris. Break down the game. All right, guys. So this game came to me in a dream. Alright. Now, I'm not going to tell you what the dream was about, but it came to me. Um, so, the name of this game is Love Me Tinder, okay? Now, I know everyone's acting like they have no idea what Tinder is, but I know uh, a lot of you use it or have a friend who uses it. So, the way this game works is each one of us is going to come up with a description of a Tinder profile for an athlete, okay? So we're going to describe this athlete's Tinder profile, and then the other two of us are going to guess who the athlete is. So it should be pretty funny. If you don't laugh, uh, go to the park, watch some kids play, and then come back and be ready to laugh because I I have no idea how this is not funny. So we'll start (laughs) with mine because I think mine is uh, one of the easier ones. So... I came into the league from the University of Nevada. Oh, I got it. <laughs> my former lover, my former lover Jim, um, left me to move back home to Michigan. I have a sexy ESPN The Body photo shoot, <laughs> in case you haven't seen it. Some might say I have a nose for the football. Squidward. My current address is to be decided. Who am I? You got this one? I got it. Derek, you got it? Damn, I'm looking a, a little stuck. I can re- I can give you some I can give you some of the clues again if you need it, if you need it. All right. Um so wait, so you say I come from University of Nevada. So it's for, my former lover, Jim, left me to go back home to Michigan. Um Really? Some might say I have a nose for the football. Nose. Squidward. Nose. <laughs> Damn, you guys are looking at me like I'm an idiot, bro. I'm just I'm just brain freezing right now. Josh, want to let us know who it is? Colin Kaepernick. Hey, oh, Colin Kaepernick. That game, I, the first time I ever saw Colin Kaepernick was in the bowl game. It was Nevada versus, I, I don't know who it was. But I thought that was going to be funnier, to be honest. He, he was a stud. He was a stud. It was just crazy to see. Dude, that right. dude's an athlete. All right, I'm going to give you guys the one that's actually funny. I'm sorry. like I know a lot of you guys are waiting for the punchline on Chris's, and it didn't come. So I'm going to deliver, okay? <laughs> all right. So, all right. Um, so I'm pretty pale. I occasionally like to rock the mohawk. Um, my ex-girlfriend really liked it. Um, she also used to call me the Polish Hammer. Um, I don't know why she called me the po- Polish Hammer. Actually, yeah. My teammates always kind of hinted at it. <laughs> um, and I'm actually um, free right now. I didn't make the playoffs, so yeah. But um, yeah, I'm the Polish Hammer from Down Under. The Polish Hammer from Down Under. Because Down Under means Australia. You you understand that? No, I'm mean, like Down Under. Like in... Oh, Down oh And Polish Hammer, is that, like, is that his nickname from like his dunks or... What is the hammer part? I don't know. My girlfriend just used to call me the Polish Hammer. So, oh, my one. God. That's tough. I want to say Gortat. Who do you say? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna ride off of uh, Christian's. I'm gonna ride his coattails. Yeah, Gortat. Marcin, the Polish Hammer Gortat. <laughs> that's not a basketball nickname. Ironically, the Polish Hammer. Yeah, is he not. even from Poland? Uh, I mean, he is from Poland, okay. but well, actually, I, I'm lying. Yeah, I'm assuming it's not a basketball nickname. I think his, <laughs> his girlfriend gave it to him. Oh, yeah. Mine isn't even funny. Mine is just like a straight. Who am I? Okay, so I got I got to work on this. I'm not as funny as these two guys. It's day one. It's all right. All right. So I'm a two time Cy Young Award winner. I threw a no hitter against the same team within. Uh, I threw two no hitters against the same team within a span of a year. Um, I helped my team my team win a few World Series, but I was only a major contributor in the first one, um, and I appeared in relief for the other two. Ten months to come. Ah, damn Tim it. likes to come. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be. Yeah, I ha- that guy was so great, but his little body just could not hold up to the grind of baseball. I'm a little nervous because there's rumors going around he might sign with my with my Yankees. I'm a Yankee fan, not a Dodger fan. By Yankees the way. are garbage. Dodgers all day. It's Dodgers, Lakers, Rams. You know the deal. Actually, Derek and Tim Lincecum have a lot in common. Like what? Fragile bodies. Fragile bodies. They both like to. Shower, um, <laughs> but yeah, I hate ten minutes ago. Dodgers all day. Dodgers all day. All right, guys, Dang that about wraps up the first episode of the Pocket Park Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and stay bear, to the very end. I gotta say, thank bear, you. bear with us. <laughs> yeah, for real. Bear with us. This is the first podcast. We're still getting the hang of this thing. Late. Huh.